Welcome to the Wolf Pack. Your home for common sense in politics. We respect all viewpoints, but you can still find the truth you can sink your teeth into. I'm your host, Justin Wolf. Now let's get into today's topics. Number one, is Bernie Sanders costing the American taxpayer $38,000 per day that he stays in the race? Topic two, Donald Trump's poll numbers are showing signs of extreme weakness after recent so-called racist comments. Will Teflon Don recover? And topic number three, in the wake of Orlando shootings, is Congress showing signs of agreement on several issues? And could laws get passed? Okay, so for part one of our discussion today, is Bernie Sanders really costing the ta American taxpayer $38,000 per day for a Secret Service detail? Well, let's listen to this clip first. One thing about Bernie, he doesn't give up. This guy doesn't give up, right? Crazy Bernie, he doesn't give up. You know... Crazy Bernie, he's crazy as a bed bug, but you know, he doesn't quit. He doesn't quit. Gotta hand it to him. And I think Bernie should continue to go forward, folks. He should continue to go forward. He should fight to the last end. Well, he's waiting for really the FBI to do what everybody thinks they're going to do. I mean, I think that's Wow. So a couple of points on this. Um, you know, first of all, to save the taxpayers the money, Sanders should absolutely suspend his campaign or dismiss the Secret Service, as he actually can dismiss them at any time, um, as long as he doesn't have any imminent threats that are coming at him. Um, point number two, you know, he and his loyal supporters should be allowed to help shape uh, Democrats' future agenda. You know, they've earned that. And uh, next, you know, Bernie is holding out some hope that if Hillary is indicted, that he will get the nod. You know, the chances, you know, all the experts are saying this is a very slim chance, if none, uh, but he's holding out that hope as well as his, his, his ardent supporters. And lastly, you know, one poll Bernie and his supporters have long touted is that he would have the best chance of beating Donald Trump. Um, however, you know, his campaign is basically over at this point. Um, let's be honest about that. Um, in this, hypo this hypothetical situation is, is you know, logically flawed because if Bernie was on a one-on-one -on -one with a Republican, um, with Donald Trump in this case, um, if that holds up, um, a democratic socialist versus a narcissistic capitalist, it's very doubtful that he would actually represent the numbers that those polls are claiming. Um, so that doesn't really hold water. Okay, our second topic, Donald Trump's poll numbers are dropping like a rock. Is this due to his recent so-called racist comments? Let's listen to this clip from the Donald. I think Trump's 
profiling is something that we're going to have to start thinking about as a country, and other countries do it. And you look at Israel, and you look at others, and they do it, and they do it successfully. And, you know, I hate the concept of profiling, but we have to start using common sense, and we have to use, you know, we have to use our heads. Uh, despite the fact that many, uh, especially on the progressive left, are and Republicans as well, including Paul Ryan, are holding their nose with recent um, extreme views that he is spouting. Um, you know, also his protesters at his events uh, continue to be more aggressive and violent, um, and it's continuing to be portrayed in the media as you know his followers being the ones who are violent. But it is on. Uh, primarily that side, um, in my opinion. You know, this this is also um, confirmation to Trump supporters um, that Trump is on the right track, you know, when he does spot out these violent things and uh, he gets violent pushback from protesters. Um, also, you know, the next point would be that, you know, progressive left attacks, or I, I'm sorry, lacks a strong rebuttal to his extreme proposals. It may not be politically correct, but does that mean that Trump is completely wrong? Whether you're part of the Trump train, Hillary bots, or the fading Bernie brothers, or Bernie bros, we all want to keep the country safe from madman, and we really do need to listen to all viewpoints to, to do this. You know, we can't leave anything off the table. And for our last topic of the podcast, Republicans are showing signs of being slightly open to more gun control. Let's listen to this clip. I'm of the view that it's time to get something done here. What I think we need to do here is do everything we can to make sure that terrorists are not able to buy guns, at least not legally. But we also need to have a meaningful mechanism for people to challenge their status of being on that list. Okay, progressive, liberals, moderates, conservatives, whatever you are, let's not fool ourselves. The Second Amendment and the NRA will continue to ward off any real policy changes for gun control. And, uh, but societal pressure is building. You know, one thing both sides seem to agree on is, quote-unquote, no fly, no buy. It's a place to start while still respecting the Second Amendment. Next, you know, we don't want to restrict any citizen's Second Amendment rights or any amendment rights, uh, any, you know, for that matter. But if someone is on the terrorist watch list, they should be restricted from buying an assault weapon. You know, that's the weapon that has been of choice in the recent um, mass shootings in the last couple years, including this one in Orlando. And unless it's successfully appealed, you know, and they're found fit to own that weapon, which they can do. They can appeal being on any watch list, um, you know, if they're you know falsely put on there, which some people are. Um, and you know, my last point on this is that, you know, part part of this is nothing more than rhetoric, on both sides, caused by a glaring spotlight on another, uh, yet another horrible mass shooting, by a madman, that we should keep our expectations realistic and realize an unfortunate consequence of so many of these horrific acts is that we forget so quickly. 
my final point of the podcast is, you know, all politics aside, let's respect the families and memories of not only the Orlando killings, but all the others as well in the last several years, including, you know, Newtown, Connecticut, including the movie theater shooting of Aurora, Colorado, and all the others. Let's give each other permission to get mad, really angry, and channel that into productive narrative. You know, no one can find a solution alone. We must draw on the opinions from every area of our society and collectively push our representatives in Congress and our president, whoever that may be in the fall, um, to pass legislation that makes a real difference. You know, lastly, let's hope for our collective uh, memories do not fade so quickly as they have with mass shootings and, you know, the reasons why they're committed. Thanks for joining me on the Wolfpack. See you next time. <laughs>